course, this is Forrest Hall. Real Church Matters, where we talk Real Church Matters because Real Church Matters. And I'm doing something different. Um, There'll still be the conversations that I have with Philip, but I'm going to be doing a love letter series. And in this love letter series, there will be uh, specific conversations based on issues that I feel like people need to hear encouragement in. And so during these, I want you to pay attention to the scriptures that are being shared. Open your Bible, find a quiet place, open your Bible, and just me and you will go through some scriptures and encourage you in these times. This first one is called A Love Letter to the Burdened. I hope you enjoy. Here we go. Hebrews chapter 12, just a few of the scriptures in Hebrews chapter 12. And I find that this passage of scripture has helped me in many of my times of feeling weighed down and burdened. It's easy for us to be burdened. It's easy for us to feel that, that feel that weight that comes from just living. This comes from going about in this world. This way easily besets us and it troubles us. This is a troubling that makes every single day heavier than it has to be. People tell us, lay it aside, put it down, drop it, let it go. It's hard to do because it's hard not to pick up things along the way. Like wearing a shirt, a white shirt, and going somewhere and expecting it not to get dirty. We pick up so much just from living. We carry so much from our engagements with people. We hold grudges, grudges resentments, Fears and traumas, we pick up weight that is hard to lose and that makes it hard to win. But you have a strength that you must find again. That strength is for you to let it all go. Every single thing that troubles you and weighs you down, you are the key to a lighter load. And so in Hebrews chapter 12, he says, therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, I want you to know he's saying that because he's referring to the men and women that he referenced in Hebrews chapter 11, which we call the faith chapter. He said all of those men and women who endured and held on to faith in God, he said they were able to do it because they let go of something else. You can't hold on to your faith when you're holding on to something else. So he tells us, he said, in light of them being around us and cheering us on to do what they did, he said, lay aside every weight. Now, I want to take this time to help you understand a weight is a burden. Or a hindrance, an obstruction, an obstacle, an impediment, a restraint, a constraint, a handicap, an inconvenience, a nuisance, a disadvantage, a drawback. These things happen in our lives. What do they mean? What are they? These things are not sins. He lets us know in this chapter, when he in this verse, when he's breaking it down, he says, lay aside every weight and sin. What are these things? These things are the things that weigh on our hearts and our minds. They are the things that come from just going through life, just trying to figure things out. 
Look in Psalms 38 and 4. Psalms 38 and 4, he says, For my iniquities have gone over my head. Like a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. Were they too heavy to do? No, no. He's saying after we've done these things, after we've committed these sins, after we've done these acts, he says this is the reverberation. This is the result. This is the fruit of sin is that there's a heaviness. There's a fruit of actually just being born and shaped in iniquity. There's a, a fruit that just there's a weight that comes from just interacting with other people who are consumed in sin. When I'm dealing with my family and dealing with my loved ones, there's a weight for the choices that they make. He said these weights, they beset us. They hinder us. They obstruct us. They don't just hinder us in our prayers. They hinder us in our faith. They hinder us in the way that we see. They obstruct my view. They obstruct our view of what we should be looking at. They become obstacles to the race that we're supposed to run. They become impediments to the body of Christ. They restrain us from obedience. They constrain us in a way of a fashion of living and thinking that prevents us from walking truly in who we are. They handicap us. When we were more than conquerors, now we feel like we're less than conquerors. When we were overcomers, now we're just overcome. They inconvenience us, not inconvenience us when it comes to the things of our flesh, but they inconvenience the mission and the will of God in our lives. They're nuisances, they're distractions, they dis, they're disadvantages. They're not the advantages of being a Christian, they're the disadvantages of being human. He says these things weigh on our minds. You know what's weighing on your mind. I don't have to put words in your mouth. I don't have to tell you what a heavy weight is in that sense. But I want you to know that these heavy weights hinder us. You might feel like they're not hindering. You may feel like you're strong enough to handle those weights. The Bible tells us that while you may be strong enough to get up out of bed and go to work and function with these weights on your heart, he said these weights will hinder you from your true purpose as a believer. Let me be the first to tell you, these weights have hindered me many a times. They've prevented me from seeing people in a way that allows me to love them. They've hindered me from seeing who I am, from loving myself. These weights of regret, regret, resentment, sadness, pain, anger, bitterness, we have to lay these weights aside. You know what's weighing on your heart. Look, he says in Galatians 5, 7, you are running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? These weights, they're obstacles to our true destination of obedience. They're obstructions to obedience. They are hindrances to obedience. That's where we can know the truth and be so confused as how the truth is not setting us free because the truth is there. But in order for it, us to receive the freedom of that truth, we have to walk the path of obedience and our weights 
hinder us. They beset us. So look, he says, Psalms 81 and 6, I relieved your shoulder of the burden. Your hands were freed from the basket. I want you to look at this as a labor, but a labor that you didn't have to handle. How do we know? In Matthew 11, 29 and 30 says, take my yoke upon me. Learn of me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He doesn't want us to carry what we're carrying. In Psalms 8, 68 and 19, he says, blessed be the Lord who daily bears us up. God is our salvation. Selah. God didn't just save us to be burdened. He saved us from the burden, from the weights that we have on us. We are called to allow him to lift that off of our shoulders. To free our hands from what we were holding. Holding a basket of pain, a basket of anguish, a basket of frustration. We don't need to hold that stuff anymore. We can let go. I know it seems hard to let go. I know you've heard people say things about you that have hurt you to your core. To just let those words go is almost like you're giving them a freedom more than you're giving yourself. It's almost like you're granting them a mercy more than you are granting a mercy to yourself. And sometimes we'll rather be in prison as long as it means that the other person's in prison. And that is not Love for yourself. Forget about the people. We're talking about what frees you. Interestingly enough, what frees you frees them. But because you don't want them to be free, you'll stay locked up yourself. That spitefulness leaves us in nasty places. That's not what I want for any of us. So he says, lay aside every weight. I'm back in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. He says, lay aside every weight and sin, which so easily besets us. And he says, let us run with endurance the race that was set before us. You can't run with endurance when you're weighed with so many things. You notice that runners, they, they dress as light as they can. They wear in the shorty shorts. And they wear the, the tank tops, but these ain't just any just shorts and tank tops. These runners find fabrics that are so light, it's almost as if they don't have anything on. Because they have to travel light in order to make it to the end of the race. We have to travel light. That means you got to let some things go. You can't wear all of that heaviness. In order for you to run this race with endurance, this race, this endurance, you, know, you might you might be like, yeah. what's the race of endurance? He let you know in Hebrews chapter 11. He said we are just to hold on to our faith and believe for a greater reward that's in heaven. Holding on to that looks a certain way. 
And everything that we deal with in life is constantly trying our faith. I was dealing with a situation where I couldn't see God in it. I was so overwhelmed and weighed down at what I saw that I lost faith. I lost faith. I didn't believe that God can do it. I actually started thinking that thinking that God can do it was a cop out to making myself feel better about what I was seeing. These are the easy ways that we trip ourselves up because we're so weighed down. We're obstructing our view of God's purpose and plan. How sovereign he is. Sometimes we forget how sovereign God is when we think about the free will of humans and how humans choices can destroy things. But God is still sovereign. He's still sovereign. And so I find myself messing up. Not just it. I find myself messing up in my race and I'm I'm having a hard time enduring. Not just because of sin. Remember, he said sin and weights. For there's a lot of Christians out here. You're conquering sin. You're 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 not allowing sin to impede you. You're not allowing sin to beset you. But there are so many other weights in your heart, in your mind that are preventing you from enduring. You're, you're, you, you can't see the finish line. You're, you're breaking down. You're not able to run. You're maybe walking now. Maybe you're crawling. Maybe you've just stopped and your hands are on your hips or your hands are on your knees and you're bent down and you're ready to throw in the towel and not finish the race. Not just because of sin, but because of what we allow to weigh us in our minds. He says you got to let those things go so that you can run the race that has been set before you. There's so much talk in church about stuff that we almost forget that we're here to run a race. Sometimes I think church is is we're missing the point of it in the sense that we're all coming there and everybody's making excuses for why they're not running the race. Why they're not enduring. We should help one another. We should help one another. Look at verse two. He says, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. See, he had a joy that was set before him. He had a glory he was thinking about. He had a purpose that he was interested in. He said before the joy that was set before him. The joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. I, that He did not allow the cross to obstruct his view of the joy. We can't let the situations we see obstruct our view of the joy that is set before us. The finish line. He said we got to run this race with the finish line in mind. When I look at the things that I'm seeing out in the world and in my family, I have to I have to endure. I can't get caught up in what I'm seeing. I can't let what I see obstruct me, my view of the joy that is set before me. 
Jesus endured the cross. He despised the shame. That means he he didn't think a lot about what came and was associated with what he had to go through. He despised it. He thought little of it. And he says, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. He received his joy. He received his reward. That's our reward. I know that people keep setting other carrots in front of you. They say, trust in the Lord and you'll get this and you'll get that. The only thing we're supposed to be reminding people of is the joy to set before us, because that's the only thing we're supposed to be reminding people to seek. Says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added unto you. All those things are to help you on the journey. Of the joy that is set before you. Of the moment where we get to sit. With the father. This is an awesome thing. And you should be excited about it. And I know it's hard to see it when you're hurting. I know it's hard to see it when you're hurting. I know it's hard to see it when you're weighed down. I want you to look at this scripture. Proverbs 18 and 14. I've shared it before. I'm going to share it again. A man's spirit will endure sickness, but a crushed spirit, who can bear it? See, we have to encourage one another in our spirit, in our inner man, because you can endure anything in your spirit. When you have a strong spirit, when you have a crushed spirit, it's hard to endure. It's hard to bear. And so with that in mind, I want to leave you with some things to help you during this time. The first thing it says in verse three of Hebrews 12 says, consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint hearted. What we need to do, number one, is consider. Well, actually, number one is lay aside. Number two is consider. Think about Think about, think about, consider what Jesus did. Consider how he endured. Consider that he went through all the things you are going through. He endured hostility. He endured pain. He endured sickness. He endured these things so that you might not grow weary or faint-hearted, so that you can see that it is possible. Not for God to do it, but for man to do it. It's possible. Consider this today. It's possible for you to endure. It's possible for you to make it through. It's possible for you to hold on to your perspective in the midst of uh, weighty times, in the midst of weighty thoughts. It's It's possible for you to endure to the end. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse seven through nine says, our hope for you is unshaken. For we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. Eight says, for we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength. That we despaired for life itself. Look at Paul. He's telling you we were burdened. We were enduring hostility. We were enduring uh, uh, suffering. We were 
it's so so burdened that we despaired life itself. Indeed, we felt that he, we had received the sentence of death. They thought they were about to die. But that was only to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. You see what happened? He told you how he felt. He told you about the burden that was weighed on him. But he considered Christ and was able to lay it aside. He says, I'm not unshaken. He said, my hope's not unshaken. He says, I know you'll share with what we had to suffer. You'll, you're, you're helping us. You're, you're encouraging us. You're keeping us in your prayers. We have, we're in this together. And for those of you who are burdened right now and weighed down, I share in your burden. My prayers at night, my tears at night are for you as are yours for me. We have to share in our suffering because we'll share in our comfort. When I see my family members go through, I, I, I got to stay focused and get excited about the fact that I can share in their burden by not just hurting for them, but praying for them. And I will share in their comfort and celebration when they make it on the other side. He says, we understand what we're going through now. It was to help us not rely on ourselves. He considered, he allowed his thoughts to go another place. He considered, he thought about it. We got to get to that point where we think about and remember who Christ is, what he's done and how he laid the blueprint for us to do it. None of these scriptures tell you about a time where you'll feel better. They only tell you about a time when you'll see better. They only tell you about a time when you'll fight beyond how you feel. That's what we're looking for. That's what we should be seeking. And so in this time where there's so much going on, I wanted to take a time to let you know about laying aside those weights. And how do you lay them aside? You lay them aside by considering the one who conquered it all and understanding he did it not as a God, but as a man, as a human, just like you. It's possible. This is my letter to the burden. God bless.